Hello everyone, welcome to the podcast. Today, we'll be discussing on a major event that happened in history, which caused other major events, uh, may it be political, geographical or historical. So let's get into it. What is the topic, Arya? Well, today we'll be uh, discussing about how exactly the United Kingdom unified. So I hope you guys enjoy the topic, our discussion, and I hope you learn quite a lot uh, while listening to the podcast. So stay tuned. The UK, United Kingdom, is actually the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland. Oh, what a mouthful. Exactly. Such a long name definitely has many pages of intertwining history, doesn't it? Well, for a fact, it does. We know now that this United Kingdom comprises of four regions. England, Scotland, Wales and of course Ireland. So tell me now, how did all these four independent nations become the United Kingdom? Well, for this you'll have to imagine. Now, picture a set of islands off the coast of the European mainland and... These islands, they're a combination of many different communities and cultures. And they're conquered by a series of dynasties, alternating their rule for every century or the other. These islands were called the British Isles. These British Isles mainly comprise today of Great Britain, Ireland, Isle of Man, Isles of Sicily, Channel Islands, and other 6,000 islands. 6,000 islands? An island is any piece of subcontinental land that is surrounded by water. That is the definition of an island. These islands must be separated by the ocean, so like miles apart. How did they even find so many islands to conquer? And how did they even form a single nation? That's the most interesting part of history. So many things occur simultaneously in the world that they are bound to affect people all across the globe. As the age of exploration grew, Europe started to shape into more similar boundaries that we know of today. These isles, the British Isles, were subject to European, mostly French, Dutch and other Scandinavian conquests. They were conquered, then independent and then reconquered. These conquests are mainly the reason why there was a formation of four different and prominently different communities, the Scots, Irish, Welsh and the English. Now, why don't we travel down history and see how the United Kingdom actually united? Sure, Um, but we just have a little bit of, you know, limited time. So, uh, Let's discuss two of the prominent regions, of course, Scotland and our evergreen Ireland, how these two regions united and formed United Kingdom. Okay, so let us dive into the quite political and complex history of the integration of Scotland into the UK. So, as far as I know, We always picture Scotland as some place where a lot of things have happened. Like, you'll find many secrets, deep secrets, like folk tales or mysteries. 
But one thing I could never get is why did the UK essentially form under England, or rather we see quite a bit of a dominance of this English culture in UK's identity. So why didn't it fall under Scotland's rule? Because at the time, weren't they equally powerful? Um, that you're right about. They were equally powerful at uh, some point of time. Um, why don't I give you an overview of what Scotland was? Sure. Um, Scotland, just like England and Wales, it was a part of the main British Isles. So it had tribes whose origins that they were quite unknown, just like England and Wales. But like the rest of Europe, it had been raided by Vikings, the Roman Empire and several other uh, Scandinavian rulers. So that's where it got, uh, becomes a bit more common. Okay, then what was the reason it was so distinct from England? So although the, uh, these two regions, England and Scotland, they, had, uh, they went through the same invasions, it became distinct due to the settlements of certain Irish tribes. And these Irish tribes, they settled long before the Viking invasions. So they're kind of the root population that was there. And these Irish tribes, they were a little different. And it is said that Scotland, the name Scotland, it was derived from one of these tribes. That they, they were called the Scotties. Okay. So that's why you get Scotland. I think that was really the difference that shaped this independent nature of Scotland. Speaking of invasions, Scotland was invaded by the famous Roman Empire, as you said earlier. Right. And uh, we know after the time the Roman Empire ended was full of dynastic rule in Europe. So what was happening in Scotland during that time? Okay, um, I'll lay out a background. So to lay out a background, you can see that in the dynastic rule that each England and Scotland, they had many small kingdoms or many small, um, you can say, monarchies. And by the 1600s, we could see that Scotland and England, these were two of the prominent kingdoms. Although they were local kingdoms, these two had emerged as prominent kingdoms. And by the end of, uh, six, uh, of the 17th century or like 1690s, you could see that they were the only two kingdoms in the entire British main uh, island. So that obviously meant that they were fierce rivals. I mean, you can even picture England and Scotland as, you know, very unfriendly neighbors. And they had fought many wars, stretched over centuries. And when you give that a thought, you can see that unification at that time was almost impossible. Possible, Unless, you know, you had like a really bloody and long war, unification was impossible. The only time uh, that these two regions were even slightly unified was after the death of Elizabeth I. So the Queen of England, after her death, she had died without an heir. So the crown of England had to be passed on to James IV of Scotland, who was her nephew. Though only on paper, they were kind of, you know, united. Wow. Though by far we cannot say for sure under whom the two would unite, but I sense that things might have gotten way more complex 
as the modern era came through. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the colonial period was a time where many things changed in the world. Mm -hmm. And we see those impacts even today. Surely. The modern age, that uh, age saw a shift in many forms over the world, uh, politically, socially and economically. So with colonization as the new big thing uh, for all the European empires, all the countries set out to claim their land. So even if it was a small piece of land, they set out throughout the new world to claim it. Um, England, along with Spain, France and all the other countries, had also started to grow its empire and it was quite successful. So with all this colonization, did Scotland become a colony or start an empire? Well, seeing this, all the, the colonization as a trendy thing, Scotland also intended to join in and planned to set up colonies in the Americas. Because, you know, the Americas were now free real estate yeah. now that the Portuguese had discovered them. So specifically off the coast of New Jersey, it planned to set up colonies. But the thing is, um, let's picture a colony. I'll give you an analogy. If you think of a colony, you have to think of it as an investment. But you have to keep on adding many, um, a lot of money and a lot of manpower to make sure that you get what you want, to get your desired outcome. So to do this, Scotland definitely required tons of money. Yeah. But... Sadly, its first tries at forming colonies didn't quite go as planned. So for a long shot, it planned to invest into Panama. Well, since its first tries of colonization had failed, Scotland must have faced many setbacks economically. Oh, definitely. But it was uh, those setbacks, they were not so much so that uh, it would have become completely bankrupt or broke. So it hoped that with Panama, a place ideal for trading, a place that would provide linkage to the eastern side of Asia, they could regain their wealth. So they invested around one-fifth of their country's income into Panama. That was the level of confidence they had in making Panama their colony. Yeah, Scotland was quite the risk taker. <laughs> so I'm kind of curious to know, did Scotland succeed or the plans of Panama just sink into the depths of the ocean? Mm, I've got some bad news for you. Um, Panama didn't go as uh, Scotland had planned, for three reasons predominantly. First, uh, the region's geography. It was not suitable for building docks and trading canals. And the technology that was required to, you know, shape that geography for that would be suitable for canals, that technology had, would not have arrived until 200 years. So that was a big bummer for Scotland. Secondly, there was quite an outbreak of diseases in that area due to the unfavorable conditions. So there were diseases like dysentery in general. Of course, because at the time... Uh, they traveled literally almost like halfway through the world um, <laughs> yeah. through water. So like on a ship and the ship must have had like really unhygienic conditions for six months. And uh, they'd be carrying rats along with them, which would cause diseases to the people on the ship. 
even after going on the island in Panama, since uh, the people there would be isolated from the rest of the world, including the Scots, uh, they'd be carrying diseases that were quite different and new to Scots, which would in turn make them have like a lot of diseases around them. So that was also kind of <laughs> So you see why it was such a big bummer for Scotland to arrive in Panama. So uh, the last unfavorable uh, or unfortunate thing that happened uh, was that the region was already under the rule of Spain. So Spain, a very large empire, and it was superior in both gunpowder and in economic conditions than Scotland. So... Do you see why they had to forfeit Panama? Yeah. So, Scotland had already invested around a fifth of its income. (laughs) And that basically went down the drain. Yeah. So, that situation compelled a very broke Scotland to eventually join uh, hands with England. And in 1707, through the Act of Union, they formed the uh, Great Britain, as we know today. So I just wanted to clear this, uh, the doubt that you had in the first question. Uh, we usually see uh, or refer to United Kingdom as being formed under England. But actually, it was the unification between Scotland and England. So that kind of puts it wrong in historical terms or according to that uh, agreement. Right. So you see that the Union Jack, that is the flag of the United Kingdom, that is a combination of both the flags of the Scotland, the flag of Scotland, and the flag of England at that time. So, but apart from that Union Jack, you don't quite see any dominance or any equality between the Scottish and the English culture. You see that there's a dominance of English culture or English traditions or, um, or English constitutional practices in the entirety of Great Britain. You see that London is their capital, which clearly lies in the England, uh, English region, yeah. and that English is their national language. So these attributes is why there is a clear English dominance in Scotland. Or the United Kingdom. Exactly. So, like, they joined forces with each other rather than, like, the perception that some of us have that uh, they were under England in the United Kingdom. Yes, generally we refer to the United Kingdom parallelly as England, right? But according to the agreement, that would be wrong because it is a unification of Scotland and England. So actually it didn't form under any of the two regions. It's just their union. The only thing was uh, because of the uh, economy that had fallen um, in Scotland during this time after the colonization failed. Uh, England just got a little smarter and kind of like acquired colonies in India and uh, Africa where there were a lot of raw materials and they successfully uh, went and captured them and hence they became stronger and thus could kind of make their dominance more. In the United Kingdom, exactly. You are listening to the Purvakhyan podcast where we discuss historical events and impressions of the past. This podcast is dedicated in the loving memory of our late grandfather, Kaka Sahib Chitare. He loved to tell stories, all kinds of stories, especially about his experiences.
His face lit up when he shared stories, and they were in such detail, as if he remembered them from a few minutes ago. He always shared a piece of his past to let us learn from it. He would share his tales, hoping to let us learn from them and imbibe our own versions into our lives. Okay, so the next part that we'll be discussing regarding the uh, unification of the United Kingdom is the other prominent region, the evergreen Ireland. So make sure you listen to that podcast because Ireland has a lot to share. So there's a lot of drama going on, a lot of complexity. You'll have your mind blown. So make sure to listen to that podcast. Hope you enjoyed this one. In the end, thank you very much for listening to today's podcast and stay tuned for all our upcoming ones. If you liked this podcast, please like, share, subscribe and follow our Instagram underscore Purvakyan underscore. Thank you. Disclaimer. This podcast does not wish to harm any values or opinions of any person or community. This is merely a history podcast to share information.